This is Ring the Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen for today's program on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates New England Operations, and once again, we're glad you could join us today. Remember, you can find all the Ringler Radio shows on our website at ringlerassociates.com or on the Legal Talk Network at legaltalknetwork.com. And uh, I encourage you to visit those sites. Uh, We've got a lot of great archived shows there for you to explore. Well, today we're going to talk about something relatively new that goes beyond the normal world of lawsuits and claim settlements. It's the uh, whole arena of structured sales. And structured sales are becoming very popular with baby boomers and retirees. Structured sales are essentially a financial planning strategy in which a buyer uses an annuity to structure the purchase price for a seller of businesses and real estate. And a structured sale has great tax deferral benefits while providing guaranteed payments and lump sum distributions to the seller. But, you know, before we get into all of these details, let me introduce a special guest here today who knows a lot more about it than than I do. And his name is Cliff Brown. He's the president of Capstone Bay a nationally recognized leader in wealth transfer planning with extensive experience in the areas of business succession and family wealth strategies. Cliff is a certified financial planner and a member of the Financial Planning Association, having worked more than 18 years as a financial advisor, specializing in assisting folks with the preservation, growth, and transfer of their hard-earned capital. Uh, Cliff, that sounds like something I could use. And uh, he's joining also, uh, it's very important for me to tell you that he's also joining Ringler Associates, and uh, he's going to be heading up our structured sales operation. Uh, Welcome, Cliff. Hi, Larry. It's a pleasure to be with you today. That's an interesting uh, thing. So you're going to be having uh, three areas where you're going to, three offices where you're going to be distinctly working on structured sales for us. Well, that's correct. We're trying to cover uh, as much of the country as we can, and uh, clearly California is a uh, very hot market right now in terms of real estate and a perfect market for us in terms of marketing the structured sale concept. Well, cool. Well, why don't you tell our audience, uh, what is a structured sale? How does it actually work? Well, Larry, what's great about a structured sale is that it is so straightforward and it's easy to understand and implement both from the client's perspective as well as their advisors. And unlike the more traditional tax deferral strategies that we've had to employ in the past, like charitable remainder trusts and and private annuity trusts, there are just some very distinct advantages to the structured sale. And once again, the the simplicity and the effectiveness of it are just a a breath of fresh air uh, for us as planners. But we're essentially talking about an installment sale in the normal sense of the word, but with a couple of enhancements which make it much more attractive for the seller. Keep in mind that a structured sale is primarily designed for sellers of appreciated real estate, whether that be commercial or residential or closely held business interests. Um, But today I think I'll just focus on the strategy as it relates to a real estate transaction because that's really where we're seeing most of the activity these days. Mm -hmm. First, the seller agrees to sell the property to the buyer in return for an installment note arrangement, which is then... Uh, defined and put into the purchase agreement as an amendment to the contract. Mm -hmm. And then next, the buyer is uh, going to assign 
their payment obligations under that installment note to an assignment company. And rather than having the escrow agent take possession of the funds that the buyer brought to closing and uh, handing them to the seller, the escrow agent is going to wire transfer those sale proceeds directly to the assignment company. And then the assignment company then funds the payment obligation by purchasing an annuity from a Fortune 50 company specializing in structured sale transactions. And today there are two companies that have the capability and the mechanics to handle these structured sales, one being Allstate and the second being Prudential. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the annuity company then begins making payments to the seller according to the terms of the sale and issues an agreement to pay on the performance of the assignment company. And so by adhering to installment sale rules that have been clearly established by the Internal Revenue Service uh, and codified in the Internal Revenue Code and revenue rulings and case law, sellers can defer their capital gains taxes on the appreciated property and pay them over time on a pro rata basis. Mm -hmm. So from a financial planning standpoint, paying taxes over time is usually and, and most of the time better than paying them all up front. And that's the real benefit of a structured sale in that the seller can rely on a Fortune 50 company for receiving uh, future payments rather than relying on a buyer for payments, as would be the case in a traditional installment sale. Well, you know, you brought up some good points. One of the big ones, of course, is in every, on everyone's mind is this issue of tax deferral. Sure. Uh, these tax deferral benefits. Uh, how do you uh, how do you reconcile or compare actually the tax deferral benefits of a structured sale with with what a a buyer and a seller would normally go through in terms of their taxation at the time of sale? Yeah, well, think of it like this, Larry. In a typical sale where capital gains taxes are a factor, paying them in the year of the sale means that the seller is going to end up with fewer dollars in their pocket after those taxes have been paid, right? Yes. And what we typically see is that the tax liability consumes somewhere between 20 and 25% of the overall equity, depending on what state the seller is in. Um, but by spreading the tax liability out over time, say 10 years, you're able to have 100% of your sales proceeds earning interest from day one. And that creates a high degree of leverage when you analyze the financial results. And Part of what we do in our process with our clients is, is take them through a comparison so that they can see the results of a structured sale relative to paying their taxes up front or doing some other type of strategy like a charitable trust. And although a structured sale is designed to pay a guaranteed interest rate that's certainly not attractive or, or um, uh, zippy in terms of the performance, it's usually in the 4.5% range that uh, we're usually seeing for um, structured transactions, the, the tax deferral advantage becomes clear when you look at the scenario uh, when you pay all of your taxes up front. And in that scenario, we usually find that the seller would have to consistently earn somewhere between 9 and 11% on their investment just to break even with the after-tax benefits of the structured sale. Well, you know, there, there are some people obviously out there who want to sell their real estate, and you know, just get a big lump of cash because they have plans in their own life for it. But, but I think what we're talking about is is mostly those individuals, a lot of the baby boomers, and some of the folks who are maybe a little bit older in the process that really would benefit from a steady stream of income in addition to their tax advantage. It, it, it's it's really a nice planning tool for them to to move forward into their future. Is that right? 
Absolutely. Because those payments on the structured sale are, are essentially guaranteed, um, it's pretty evident that, uh, that a seller would have to take on a much higher level of investment risk mm-hmm. if they were going to pay their taxes up front. And for most of our clients who happen to be older and in some form of transition, they're not willing to take on that risk. They don't want to have to worry about the way that their funds are performing and, and trying to generate an income as a result of that. Uh, our clients are sleeping uh, very happily at night knowing that their money is safe and guaranteed and paying an interest rate that they can rely upon. Well, you know, another issue, though, that has come up in the past in these areas of installment sales is the solvency issue, is, is you're depending upon the solvency of the party paying you. And, and typically, if you were depending upon an individual, that would be a big concern. Is it one of the real benefits of a structured sale is that you have one of these big major insurance companies actually behind this, uh, behind this payment schedule? Yeah, that, that's the real key and, and the real benefit of doing a structured sale versus a traditional installment arrangement. And, you know, usually we see installment notes uh, occurring much more frequently in the, in the context of a business sale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's pretty standard. Um, and there is a lot of risk that goes along with uh, selling a, a business or even a piece of real estate on a note and that the buyer has to make good on those payments. And we've had clients in the past who have sold their businesses and uh, ended up having to go back and take the business over after they thought they had retired because the buyer had defaulted on their payments. Hmm. And in a real estate transaction, it's even more complex because a lot of our clients are wanting to get out of real estate, um, uh, especially on the investment side or commercial real estate side of the equation. And um, you know, they just don't want to have to go back in and, and take possession of a property that they have to manage and, and take care of. And once again, the, the, the risk that the buyer is going to default does something else, and that is it blows the tax deferral liability or tax deferral um, of the seller. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, you know, before I ask you to give us uh, a somewhat of a real-life example for the audience, uh, we've talked about a lot of the good benefits of structured sales. Well, what are some of the pitfalls? What What are some of the issues that you would look at and say, hmm, maybe, maybe we ought to think harder about it? Well, the primary risk, um, and I'll, I'll be honest, that uh, the risks that we see in a structured sale are, are much lower than what we would be looking at in in the context of a charitable remainder trust or or the now defunct private annuity trust. Mm -hmm. But the primary risk is that the seller needs to be aware that capital gains tax rates may and and probably will go up in the future. And the current federal rate of 15% on long-term capital gains is going to expire after 2010. And uh, under current law, that rate is going to increase to 20%. And so it's important to factor those increasing rates into the financial analysis and, and when the client is looking at this as an opportunity and, and uh, making their decision. And the secondary risk is that <clears throat> excuse me, the seller's financial situation will change down the road, and they'll be inclined to want to modify the nature of the structure. And uh, plenty of our clients have asked us, well, what happens if four years into this, I'm facing a financial crisis and I need all of that money right then and there? And that's not a, a good scenario to assume is possible to achieve. So once it's set in motion, the seller needs to plan on sticking to what was originally designed. And so we have to work with them and their advisors to be sure, absolutely sure, that the structure is going to fit into a variety of what-if scenarios for them over time. Well, that's true of any financial uh, decision that anyone makes. It make, sure. has to make sure it fits their, fits their lifestyle and fits their needs. 
Why don't you talk about uh, just one other issue before we talk about an example? Uh, what does all this cost someone who is involved in the deal? Does does someone have to pay for this process? How does that all How does that all work? Well, that's a great part of a of a structured sale from the client's perspective. Is that the only cost that they are going to incur is a five hundred dollar setup fee that is charged by the assignment company. And other strategies could easily run into the thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars to establish and maintain. And all of those costs that are paid along the way will drag the overall performance down of the results of the concept. And when we look at the uh, results of a structured sale, the, the, the fact that only $500 is coming out is evident in terms of the results that we see compared to other strategies that cost a lot more. Well, that's, that's great. What about now a full, real example of a structured sale that you could tell our audience, give us some insight into some of these concepts in a real-world setting? Well, I think probably the best scenario that I can share with you is also probably the most emotional one. Um, We have a uh, woman in Mission Viejo, California named Barbara, whose uh, father was left alone and, and in pretty poor health after his wife's death, and uh, Barbara wanted to move him out of his house that he had lived in for 30-some-odd years so that he could be closer to her and uh, in an assisted living type of care facility. And the bill for that facility was going to be in the range of $3,200 a month and and going up every year uh, from this point forward. And even though her father um, could use the proceeds from the sale of two homes he owned, the capital gains taxes that he was facing threatened to gobble up uh, a significant portion of the nest egg. And so Barbara decided to work with us on creating a structured sale for the second property, which was an investment property. And under the arrangement, um, all $285,000 from the sale of that property um, went into a structured sale where we deferred the tax liability over a period of 10 years and created a monthly income um, of about $2,500 a month uh, for that 10-year period of time, which was going to be used to cover the um, costs of the uh, care facility. And um, it, it was just a wonderful scenario when we presented it to Barbara because her primary issue was, what do I do with these monies um, that um, you know are resulting from the sale, obviously they had to invest them in something so that the um, uh, portfolio was paying out enough money to pay for the uh, care facility costs, and they didn't want to take any risks with yeah. those investments. They were very concerned about making sure that they had the money to take care of their father adequately. And uh, when we were able to show that the structured sale could generate a, um, a guaranteed monthly income that was going to cover a significant portion of the care costs, and there wasn't going to be any investment risk. Um, she was literally in tears um, seeing sure. the benefits of this. Plus, defer some of the taxation issues too. So that, that's absolutely, a real they they ended up spreading about sixty three thousand dollars in capital gains taxes over ten years. So roughly sixty three hundred dollars a year in capital gains is what they'll be reporting on their on their tax returns. And at the end of the day, they're going to end up with about sixteen thousand dollars more um, net after tax dollars to use for taking care of their father than they would have had they paid the full taxes up front. Well, that's a that's a great story. You know. You've raised some issues about 
taxes and the IRS. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit, little bit about the IRS here. There are guidelines, as you said, that, that meet the concept of, a, of an installment sale that, that apply also to structured sales. And yet at the same time, we've seen the IRS moving in this private annuity trust area where mm-hmm. they've, uh, you know, those annuity trusts come out, came under fire and, and, and there's been a lot of action in that arena. So why don't you talk about the IRS and how it affects this whole arena? Sure. Well, what I can say from a historical context is that when we are working with clients who are asking us for tax planning or tax deferral strategies, there's always a risk. There's always a risk that the uh, view that we take or that um, the advisors uh, in tandem take are not going to line up with what the service views as a reasonable tax treatment down the road. So there's always a risk that at some point in the future the service is going to change their mind, and that's exactly what happened with uh, the recent proposed regulations on private annuity trusts. But the good thing about structured sales is that we are relying heavily on first and foremost, installment sale rules as defined in the Internal Revenue Code in Section 453 Mm -hmm. to construct this arrangement and how to report it each year on the seller's tax return. And the fortunate uh, aspect of any installment arrangement is that it's it's really an opt-out type of proposition from the service's perspective. Unless you tell them that you're not doing an installment sale, they'll assume that you are. Mm And the reporting on it is very easy and straightforward. And so then the only issues that we have to deal with are the the assignment of the obligation under the terms of the installment note from the buyer to the assignment company. And fortunately there, um, primarily coming out of the uh, uh, structured settlement industry, but also uh, uh, case law relating to straight-up installment notes, we have two revenue rulings that were issued in 1975 and in 1982, as well as some cases that say it's very clear we can transfer the obligation from the buyer to a third party without uh, affecting the tax deferral of the installment arrangement. So we're relying on some pretty uh, significant um, authority there from the IRS when it relates to the tax treatment of the installment transaction. Well, you know, whenever I talk about uh, this concept with a CPA or a tax uh, expert, they're always amazed at just how much what they consider to be certainty around this arena from the IRS based on installment sale uh, precedent. So that's a real good thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, What I tell people is that um, whenever I sit down with a CPA or an attorney and talk to them about this for the first time, (laughs) they get it in about 10 minutes, and uh, they get their hands around it. And, you know, that's not commonplace, especially when you're talking with uh, CPAs, to uh, have that quick of an understanding of this type of concept. You're not kidding. Well, let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have a little little more to talk about with uh, Cliff Brown, our structured sales expert. So we'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, Internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio. Internet radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years, and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. 
Ring the Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Did you know you can download Ring the Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to our other shows on the Legal Talk Network and become a member. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Well, welcome back. We're here with Cliff Brown and talking about structured sales. Cliff is with Capstone Group and uh, soon to be with the Ringler Associate Group, and we're very happy to have Cliff with us. Cliff, how would you uh, how would you define the ideal client for a structured sale? You know, I, I often get asked that myself. Uh, you know, are, are men more apt to do them? Women? I mean, what what in your view is the ideal client for a structured sale? Well, first and foremost, Larry, the ideal client is someone in some form of what we would consider to be a transition in financial planning terms. Maybe they've owned real estate for decades and done multiple 1031 exchanges over time to defer their taxes, but now they want to get off that real estate treadmill and enjoy their equity, but on a tax-preferred basis. Um, Others are perhaps downsizing into a retirement community and want predictable income for retirement purposes. And overall, our typical client is older and views a structured sale as a safe and conservative way to achieve a tax deferral with taking on uh, a significant degree of investment risk. And interestingly enough, uh, although we see both men and women uh, interested in structured sales, we're talking mostly with uh, women these days. And I mm-hmm. think that has to do with where they are in, the, in their uh, life cycle, especially when their husbands have uh, died before they have. Um, and, and most of the time, women want to have that predictability mm-hmm. and conservative uh, benefits coming out of a structured sale versus uh, some of the other things that they've been presented by other advisors. That's kind of what we've also found here. Uh, What about the typical size of a real estate transaction that you deal with on one of these structured sales? Are there limitations or are some size better than others in terms of uh, making sense? Well, um, it's really all over the board at this point. Most of our work right now is in California, which is definitely not the norm in terms of average real estate prices nationally. Right. Uh, but what I would say is that most of the transactions we've worked on and are currently working on are less than uh, deferrals in the range of $2 million, and many are less than a $1 million. Um, so there isn't a, uh, a standard that we have seen yet because we are working on transactions in the 5 to $10 million range. Mm-hmm. The only limitation that we have uh, in terms of uh, uh, doing a structured sale relates to what the uh, Internal Revenue Service deems as uh, essentially loaning the seller money when we get above a $5 million uh, capital gain and, and greater. And what I mean by that is when we have a uh, capital gain that is in excess of $5 million, the IRS actually is going to charge a small amount of interest to the seller uh, if they wanted to do an installment note or a a structured sale. So we have to factor that in for the larger transactions. But even having said that, we find that the financial results can still be preferential to paying taxes up front, and, and it's still making sense for those larger transactions. So we're really seeing a wide variety of uh, transactions happening from the, uh, a small amount of, say, 200000 all the way up to an excess of $10 million. What, do you, what have you seen? I know the real estate market has been in a kind of a downward trend right lately. What have you seen uh, in the area of structured sales as to how that market affects your business? 
the fact that the market is changing and maybe prices are coming down and people are you know either having more difficulty trying to sell or, or, or looking waiting in terms of trying to buy. Yeah. Well, I think it's only playing into the favor of looking at a structured sale, quite frankly, because um, people are beginning to feel the pressure of the market starting to tail off, and especially for people who have uh, a large amount of appreciation either in their home or in some form of an investment property, they're thinking, now's the time to sell. Maybe I should be putting this on the market. Maybe I should be getting out of real estate. And so there's a lot of pressure to um, consider that versus where we were even just a year ago. And uh, for those people who have been doing 1031 exchanges, for example, mm-hmm. on the, on the uh, commercial or investment real estate side, uh, getting out of the market means that they're going to have to pay their taxes unless they find some other strategy. And um, you know, this is where this the is perfect, sale yeah. fits in perfectly. Yeah. And now that uh, private annuity trusts have effectively gone by the wayside, uh, there are fewer options out there, uh, which means that we even have a larger market space that we can uh, start to look at. Sounds like you're going to be a very busy man. Absolutely. <laughs> Just to, to clear up any confusion, are there any limitations at all on the types of real estate that can be structured uh, in a structured sale? In other words, commercial, residential, second homes, those kinds of uh, real estate entities. Any, any limitations? Not really. Um, a structured sale works in any of those scenarios that you just laid out as mm-hmm. long as there's a significant capital gains exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as your listeners may be aware, the, the exemption on a personal residence is uh, $250,000 per individual or $500,000 for a married couple. And so in many parts of the country, uh, you know, someone selling a home is not going to face a, a capital gains tax um, exposure of any degree. But once again, in California, where someone who has owned a home for 15 or 20 years, they probably have equity in excess of three to $500,000 above yeah. their $500,000 exemption. And for those who are trying to sell their home and move to Sun City, Arizona, this is an ideal strategy for yeah. them to consider. So I really don't see limitations with respect to the type of property. It works in commercial real estate. It works on investment properties like condominiums and, and apartment buildings, as well as residential and second homes. So we're not limited to that. We're really just trying to uh, work with people who have a large uh, exposure to capital gains taxes, because that's when the, the benefit of a structured sale really shows up. Well, you know, we can uh, educate, let's say, the public into knowing about structured sales and the advantages of structured sales. But, you know, there are key players I've found in this whole transaction that really need to be part of this. And uh, t- why don't you talk about the fact uh, uh, of how we all have to educate CPAs, real estate lawyers, real estate attorneys and business brokers, uh, real estate agents. Uh, tell me about what your experience has been with the real estate industry generally. Uh, are people knowledgeable in that industry about what we're doing here, or is this a real education process we need to really put forth? Well, this has been our uh, uh, what we have seen over the last year is that there's not a lot of knowledge or understanding about this concept because it is so relatively new. Um, there's not a lot of exposure happening within the real estate industry um, or even in the, the uh, legal or accounting worlds. So how have, how have you addressed that? How have you addressed this, this lack of understanding and education? Well, we're doing everything we can to get the word out. Um, we um, have been talking with numbers of CPAs and attorneys to uh, discuss the concept with them and also uh, with real estate professionals. Um, and, and the way we're approaching it is that this is 
a new but uh, new tool that can be employed for uh, people looking to defer their capital gains taxes. And when we talk about professionals in the real estate industry who have become very accustomed to 1031 exchanges and tenant in common exchanges and REITs as the only options really available, this is something that um, requires a bit of education up front that um, they can then understand has an applicability to a certain number of their clients. And um, what we're seeing is that once they understand the concept and see how it works, they can see the benefit for their clients and and begin to recommend it. But it has been an uphill battle. Well, you know, I've found... In, in my experience, that educating the CPAs is very important because they're they're the ones that are looked to as more the experts on the tax issues, and and those are the questions that usually come up in these or in in this arena. So, uh, that's what I encourage. I encourage talking to CPAs, getting the CPAs either from the the family CPA of the of the seller or the buyer, so that the CPAs can talk to one another in that mm-hmm. transaction because they're the ones that are really going to see the light and make it happen. You find that Absolutely. true? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're going to talk to the CPA either uh, before we meet the client or after we meet the client. Um, there's no doubt about that. And so the more information that we can provide to them up front, the better off they're going to be in recommending this to their clients. Well, I hope uh, we send this uh, program out to a lot of the CPA firms so that they can listen in and uh, kind of get a real feel for it uh, before we have to go talk to them in person. Uh, Cliff, anything else you want to add before we uh, close it for the day? I think we've pretty well covered it for today, Larry. Great. Well, how would uh, someone get in touch with you, Cliff, if they wanted to talk to you about this whole uh, interesting uh, subject? Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, they can check out our website at www.capstonebay.com. We have reoriented our website entirely around structured sales and have a a large degree of content uh, that would be very useful either for a consumer or an advisor. Um, Or they can contact me directly by calling 888 Seven two zero five five eight one. Well, thanks, Cliff. Uh, once again, I'm Larry Cohen from Ringler Associates. You can contact me at ringlerassociates.com or uh, by phone at 978-974-9922. Remember, uh, all of our shows are on ringlerassociates.com or on the legaltalknetwork.com. There's an awful lot of information there. This show is going to be a great one to listen to again. All right, Cliff, thank you very much for being with us. And for all, all of you out there in the audience, go out now and have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, Liberty Life, American General, and Pacific Life and Annuity.